Welcome to the Amy Williams Show. I am your host, Amy Williams, and this is season two. I'm so excited. And here I'm all about motivating and encouraging strong Christian businesswomen. I want you to know that whatever you may be facing in your life, you're not alone. Successes and failures are shared here, and not just by me, but by incredible guest speakers as well. So glad you found this podcast. Let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Amy Williams Show. I am your host, Amy Williams, and today we have a featured guest, Erin Harrigan, who writes, coaches, and speaks on the healing power of trading in self-reliance for surrender to make God your business partner. As a recovering driver and striver, she teaches women how to pursue success God's way to build a thriving business and heal from overwhelm, overachieving, and under-fulfillment. Hello, Erin. Hello, Amy. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I have been looking forward to this for a couple of weeks now. I'm so excited, honored that you're a guest today. So let's get to know you a little bit. Tell us about yourself. So I am a Christian wife of 27 years. I'm an empty nest mom. I'm an avid traveler. I love tacos and guac and all things 80s. Uh, and as you, as my intro said, driver and striver my whole life, oldest of four to a single mom. So driving, striving, getting my degree, getting a job, working hard, making as much money as possible was all in my DNA. And in, um, 2014, I hit a wall and I was like trying to scoop everything I could into this hole, like the stuff and the acknowledgement and the recognition and awards and the, And uh, I hit a wall and that wall led me to a mentor who introduced me to Jesus. And that, like it always does, changes everything. So that's where everything changed for me. (laughs) That's awesome. I feel like I know you're not on the podcast today to talk about marriage, but 27 years. Right. That is, that deserves all the awards. <laughs> yeah. So we've been together 30 years. It was 30 years in April. We met, uh, we were definitely the 80s song. Like I was working as a waitress in a cocktail bar when I met you. So I was waitressing and he and his <laughs> friends used to come hang out. So yeah, 30 years, uh, we have been through, you know, I mean, everything that you could be, you know, we've lost, I lost my mom 18 years ago. So we went through that, um, raising two kids, me being the primary breadwinner for a very long time, him being a stay at home dad, um, floods in our houses, like leaking floods, not like flood waters, mm-hmm. uh, showers, shower floods. Um, so yeah, I mean, on the verge of divorce, financial crisis, all of it. And, um, it's really, I feel like we broke some generational curses staying together because our parents are divorced on both sides. And I mean, obviously it's not easy, right? Mm -hmm. But there is a, there is a sense of such security and peace knowing that we're not going anywhere. That's amazing. we're, We're like safe and sound in our, in our bubble. So yeah. God, I love that bubble. That's amazing. I feel like, you know, obviously 27, 30 years, like, yeah, you're going to have some junk to go through, but to, you know, the testimony to say, Hey, we're still here and we're going to keep on going. That's awesome. We have been together. We've been married uh, this summer. We celebrate nine years. Oh, so even that, I feel like, wow, (laughs) that's big. Put up with me for 10 years. Like, look at you. Right. Yeah. You know, the awards. (laughs) I think that, um, I think they always say something like, you know, year seven, whatever it is, the seven year itch. I don't know for us, it was year 10. And I think, um, so we lost my mom in Oh three and then we celebrated 10 years in Oh four and we had major upheaval. Like my mom died. We went to see my in-laws in, in Arizona and decided like over margaritas, like, Hey, let's move to Arizona. So then, you know, that, that year of our 10th anniversary, there was a lot of upheaval. And in the end, I think it was very good, but 
I mean, that 10th year was, was really hard. And then I think for us, this is 2021. So I would say five years ago. So whatever that was year 22, um, that was a really, really rough year and some financial crisis and other things. So, yeah. I'm sorry to hear about your mom. Uh, I also lost my, I lost my mom when I was 21. Um, so a few years ago, I'm a couple of years older than that. No big deal. But he lost his mom a couple of years ago. And then we've got, you know, friends and there's just, I feel like there's always something right. And right okay. now we're in like such a good season. I'm like, I am going to soak it up because I know yes. it's not going to always be this, sure. right. There's the good season and the bad season. That's right. We've had financial crisis. We're in a good financial spot. Like there's just so many things, you know, it shifts and you yeah. got to be able to get through the bad and the good for sure. So you did not come here to talk about marriage, but I was just like, man, that was, that was great. 27 years. That's huge. Okay. So you are a writer, you're an author, you're a coach, you're a speaker, you have all the things. And so I'm just, I'm just excited to talk about it. So before we get into really pursuing success God's way and, and making him a business partner, why don't you tell us a little bit about your book? And then you also have a podcast, right? I do. Yeah. So why don't you tell us about those? Sure. So um, I'll just go back a little bit. So when I hit this wall in 2014, I reached out to a mentor and I was like, I don't know what's wrong. I'm working really hard. I'm doing everything. I had a network marketing business at the time and I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. And my business seems to be going backwards. And she is fondly known as the velvet hammer. Um, And she laid a blow and she was like, you know, you are an uber responsible person and um, you are very self-reliant. And I think the issue is you don't know who you are or whose you are. Hmm. And so that day, October 4th, 2014, I accepted Jesus. And as the, the list checker and the driver striver that I was, I was like, okay, uh, check that box. Here it comes. (laughs) Everything's going to be perfect. Which of course we know it's not because, you know, sanctification (laughs) takes time and there's always pruning. So as I was going through that season and the season of sort of the financial crisis we were going through from kind of 2014 to 2018, around 2018, I was really praying the Lord would take my network marketing business away because it just was not flourishing the way I thought it would. And God started putting on my heart through conversations I was having with other women who were very successful, but kind of felt this like something is missing thing that I was supposed to start talking about my journey and what it looked like to be pruned and what it looked like to learn that he was in charge and that if he created me, surely he should be the one that was running, you know, that really was CEO of my business, et cetera. So I toyed with this idea of doing some coaching and kind of pseudo coached a couple of people and then started working with a coach myself. And she said, you know, you have such a powerful story and and you love, like, you have no problem being on camera. You have no problem speaking publicly. I'm just weird like that. And she said, I think you should start going live on Facebook. And I thought, okay. And so she challenged me to go live for 30 days. So I did. Hmm. And then she said, okay, now it's time to start a podcast. So I started what's called the hustle with heart podcast in 2019 heart the Holy Spirit gave me stands for helping entrepreneurs align results to God's truth. In other words, there was this whole other definition of success Mm -hmm. that wasn't about the math and it wasn't about the measurement. It wasn't about the income or the title or the stage or the recognition. It wasn't about any of that. It was really about you're made on purpose for a purpose and the world needs you. So walk Mm -hmm. in that purpose And success is being obedient and walking in the center of his will. So the podcast has been, you know, it's really tailor-made for women of faith. I think most mainly Christian women, but certainly I have women of all faiths that listen to it. And it's to help them understand that it is possible to build a business with the Lord at the center and experience what I say is, you know, grace over grind and peace over perfection, um, and surrender over self-reliance because, you know, the world says it's you, it's you, it's, it's up to you. If it is to be, it's up to me. And the world says, uh, you know, success is found in the recognition and 
just all of the things. And I think that is, I think particularly as women, as we're building business, whatever business that looks like, it can be really easy because the world is very loud and it's very shiny that we can very quickly get distracted. And I know for me, Mm -hmm. after 25 years of corporate life, and then, you know, six years at that point, uh, well, eight years of entrepreneur life, I was very good at juggling all of the balls in the air and thinking, well, my family doesn't need me today. Like I can just go build, work my business. And so I was very good at prioritizing my business ahead of everything else and making it, honestly, making it my savior, making it my idol. And so I think it's easy to get lost and very caught up in that. Mm-hmm. Even people of very, very strong faith because we want to provide for our families and we want to be successful, but what does that success really look like? And listen, I'm not saying don't take action or don't work. And I'm not saying that money is bad, just saying like what we, what we treasure becomes our idol. And I spent a lot of time treasuring the wrong things. So that was the podcast in 2019. I started that, uh, February or so. And then working with my coach, I just had like all this content and she said, it's time to write a book. And I said, no, (laughs) no. (laughs) So I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And then she said, you already have the content in your podcast. Like you can take that and make it a book. And I think for me, the idea of having another way to get this message out there beyond video, beyond podcasts, like for people who wanted to read it. And um, there was something scary, I think, about that, because now I was taking the story that I'd been telling on my podcast that I'd been sharing, and now it's going to be written down like for all posterity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I worked on the book late 2019 and it published March of 2020, just as the world shut down. So I um, decided to self-publish and cause I just wanted to get it out there. Like I wasn't concerned mm-hmm. about like how many books will I sell or will it be a bestseller? And it very clearly resonated with the people that I knew that I was supposed to be serving And so many people, I mean, so many women would, I I have messages like, oh my gosh, this part of the book, or or, that's me, or, and that's what I wanted. I wanted it to be very practical so that you could pick it up at any chapter and dive right in. You would have actions at the end of each chapter. I wanted it to be a guidebook Mm. for how, how do I even do this, like pursuing success God's way thing? And can I do that and still thrive in business? So that's, that's the long of all the long story of all of them. <laughs> no, I absolutely, I'm over here taking notes. I'm, I'm a note taker. I, I just, me too. um, I think I say that in every single episode too. <laughs> so if this is your first episode, just go back and see if you can hear me say it a hundred times, you are dropping like random little nuggets of gold everywhere. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you. Holy spirit. <laughs> you said something. I'm just going to start going backwards. Uh, there's always pruning. That was a good one because that is so true. And whether it's in personal, in relationships or in business, you know, whatever, there's always pruning. Uh, And then you went on, I didn't write fast enough because you were going, uh, you said you're made on purpose for a purpose. And the the world world needs you. And I love that because that, that is, I have that written, well, not word for word, but I, you know, you have a purpose, the purpose, you know, and it's written in my room. It's part of my tagline. Like you're not made for a small life. Like, Oh, I I love that because I feel Mm -hmm. like, like what you were saying with the world being shiny and distracting and like, there's so many things you can do or you want to try doing or whatever it may be. Right. And I just love that. You're like, no, the world needs you because we can try so hard to be like so-and-so that we see on social media or whatever. And that's not what the world needs. The world doesn't need another, that person no. the world needs you. Yeah. And I think some people are like, I just want to get Instagram famous or TikTok famous or whatever, but they're not being themselves and they're not being authentic. So like, mm-hmm. how do you really want to get it? Do you want to get it being you? You know, I, I love that you said that. And then you had something else here now, grace over grind. And there was a couple more that I did not write down because I was still writing the other part. Yeah, yeah. So grace over grind, peace yes. over perfection. Yes. And surrender over self-reliance. Oh, those are all so good. 
And now I'm going to talk about what you said with your book, because I, something else I've talked about on my podcast is that I also want to write a book mm-hmm. eventually. It's in my cards, but it's not in my right now cards. I love how you just, you said, but now it's going to be written. <laughs> like, what is that? Like, I am the same way. I'm like, it's, I can talk all day long, but it's written like final, you know? Yeah. Like it's in black and white and somebody, and we, I think we were kind of talking about this before. Like I, I, you know, all names have been changed to protect the innocent. Um, (laughs) I don't use any names in my book. I don't even know that I, I probably do use my husband's. I probably say Brian, my husband. I don't even know if I use my kids' names, but there are situations that I encountered as the Lord was pruning mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I talked earlier about my mentor, the velvet hammer, which people who know her call her that. So they would know that, but I think it was things that happened along this, this journey that I just was very honest about the people who made certain comments to me. And I think that was the scariest part. And for a little while at the beginning, I thought, so I'm going to send this book to this person because I do love this person. And I wonder if they read this section, will they know that it's them? And so now this story is in print, like, and it's, mm. you know, a recording. I mean, obviously a recording's right. forever now, but it's different. It's different because now it's written down. It's in print, you know? I know, but it's it's already been available to anybody to listen to. Exactly. Why? Right. Like, I, I I think that's a mental, it's a roadblock for me where I'm like, but then it's written down. So I love that you, you, you've been over that hurdle. You already <laughs> wrote it. You got it it's right. written down. Yeah. I think when we talk about like that, that roadblock, whether it's a mental or a physical, you know, when God's calling you into doing something, whether it's a new thing, like, you know, you're being called to write the book. Like you've already done that. You've already got the content. Just write the book. You've already yeah. done this. Just do the, the next thing. Right. I, I love how, you know, and you might be able to speak on this better than I can, but I always feel like I know when I'm going the right way, the way that God's calling me when there's a lot of resistance, mm. whether mm. it's, you know, like for me, <laughs> I, it was, being interrupted by my children every time I recorded like, okay, right. why is this a struggle? Because in season one, I did the same thing, the same time frame, the same appointments. And it was still, a str- it was never a struggle on season one. They were like, okay, bye mom. You know? And now it's like, no, this is a struggle or, right. you know, I didn't have my microphone plugged in the right way. So it actually picked up my computer audio instead of my microphone audio. And I'm like, Ugh, you go forward <laughs> with it, but you know, like, did you, also, whether it was with your podcast or your book or with your coaching, did you feel like, you know, I know I'm in alignment. I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And then you're met with that resistance. Oh, for sure. Because as all of this started to unfold, I still had, I still had, I, I still have my network marketing business. I, I just, I don't do a lot with it because I'm being obedient around that because the Lord said, I'm going to need you to set this down. <laughs> um, yes. The resistance that I experienced was uh, this constant pull, even though I knew the Lord had told me to, to focus on, you know, what was this hustle with heart journey. Um, I, I would be like, I know, but I could go help these clients and then I could bring in this much more business. Right. And that, that pull, that resistance. Um, the second thing was I was, bombarded isn't the right word, but I would go to events for that business and leaders that I respected would say things to me like, I just wish you were the old you, or I just wish you'd stop quitting on yourself. So it would be like these kinds of words that probably were meant like protectively, right. Or with love. Mm -hmm. So it was things like that, that would bombard me or, um, even recently, uh, so in the spring, I launched a five-day challenge, faith and business challenge, and then that led into my rooted group coaching membership. And while that whole launch, we were just talking about launching, while that whole launch was happening and everything, 
um, I was very focused. Like I have to have this many people. I have to have this many people. Oh my gosh. What if I don't have this many people? And another faith mentor of mine was like, um, I think you got a trust issue. Mm. Like you're being obedient to the Lord by doing these things that he's told you to do, but you're focused on way the wrong thing. So it's those kinds of, those kinds of moments happen when for me, that's the resistance that I feel when I know I'm moving in the right direction. And then what's fascinating and it has happened every single time is that I'll kind of have that moment that of lucidity where I'm like, Oh, hold on. This is resistance. And then I'll, you know, take the time to be even more fervent in prayer. And inevitably it's almost, this sounds so crazy, Amy, but it's almost like I can physically feel something being chipped off. Like I can physically feel mm-hmm. a breakthrough or, yes. or, you know, or, or some other idea pops up and I'm like, Oh, you know, mm-hmm. so that to me, that's been the resistance. And I think the hardest part of all of it has been sort of, we talked about this earlier too, that there are people who are in your, in your life for a reason and for a season and for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And in this sort of rebuilding of who I am, who the Lord rebuilding me, right? Like mm-hmm. be, me being a new creation in the Lord, there's just been people that couldn't come with me yep. and they weren't people that I was, that I said, you just can't get on this bus. Sorry. You ain't um, coming on this ride. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like that. It was just like slowly those, some of those friendships faded away. And there were a few that I physically had to just like walk away from. Mm-hmm. So I think that's hard, but you know, when you're walking in his will, it is hard. It's the greatest adventure and it's the hardest thing, yeah. but it's always worth it. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's pain-free. Oh no. No. Pruning, pruning can't be pain. Oh gosh. No, no, no. Okay. So when you're teaching healing from overwhelm, like let's talk about overwhelm. Cause I feel like when you, you're talking about launching, like just that word alone is like an overwhelm for me. Cause there's just so much to do with any type of launch, whether it's a book or a podcast or a coaching program or what, or an email, like whatever it is as a business owner, you're launching something new. And, and I kind of talk about, like, think about the, the analogy of your birthing something, right? So mm. you did all this prep and now you're birthing, like we call it launching, but you're birthing something. Yes. You've, you've planted the seeds and you've done all the work. And now here it's time to, to bloom or time to like show up that alone sounds overwhelming. Like the thought of having another child sounds overwhelming. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe there is some like PTSD there when you say heal from overwhelm. So let's talk about more specifically like healing from overwhelm. What are you, what do you teach in that lane? Yeah. So for me, you know, overwhelm has really been about how far am I trying to get ahead of God? Like, I'm like, I'm not thinking that when I'm trying to get ahead or I'm not thinking like, Oh, I'm out ahead of God. But like, ultimately that's what's happening when we are feeling overwhelmed, when we are feeling for me, when I feel overwhelmed, I feel it like sort of right here between my eyes. It's just a heaviness. I was feeling it today. And that overwhelm to me is a signal that, hold on, I'm trying to do too much. I'm trying to fit too much in. I'm trying to put too much on my plate. I'm trying to take things too quickly. And I have learned to step back and say, what's within my control and what's within God's control. So that's one of the things that I do with my clients is what's really in your control. Like you think Mm. these things are in your control, but they're not. And then not only what's in his control, but then let's go back to the list of the things that you think are in your control. And let's, (laughs) let's look at that and say, is that really for you to do? Because just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. That is the truth. But that's where we get overwhelmed because we think, well, I I can do that. I can fit one more thing in. Or, well, they're getting to do it. Why can't I get to do it? Or Mm -hmm. that's perfect for me. I should be doing that. Or, Or why am I not, right? And that, all of that to me is overwhelm. And, and I believe, and I, and I know that the Lord has shown me is that 
the deeper we are with him, I have this saying, uh, it's on my phone somewhere that I'll stop worrying about going big and go deep with you, Lord, and let you worry about the big because we want more. The world is screaming like you're made for more, go get more, right? Not just materially. And so I think all of that contributes to this overwhelm where we're just sort of spiraling in our thoughts and that healing from that is it's in stages. Like it doesn't just, you just don't wake up one day and you're like, I'll never be overwhelmed again <laughs> because clearly <laughs> I'm so overwhelmed. <laughs> Wouldn't that be Blue great? Bill, red Bippity, bill, bobbity, boo. You're good, right? Purple bill. Right, right. <laughs> this one means you're never overwhelmed. I would right. that, that would be wonderful. <laughs> yeah. But I think that it's stages. And, and yeah. so that first stage is like, okay, well, being aware that you're overwhelmed and, and then taking a breath to, to leave margin for the Lord to say, okay, stop, you're overwhelmed and you don't need to be because I'm in charge. I think it comes in stages. And so helping women heal from that first and foremost is helping them understand that this is not supposed to be shouldered by you. We were not made to do this alone, right? You were not made to walk out your Christian walk alone. You were not made to live life alone. You're made to be in community you're made to know that God's got you. And um, my friend Ashley Faye just posted, I think today, where she was praying like, Lord, how am I going to handle all of this? Because she has this big conference. She just had a big conference and now she's doing the next one. And she said, and in the still small voice, she felt, you don't have to, child. I got it. And so mm-hmm. it's helping women understand that. Mm-hmm. And giving them some space around that so that they can choose, okay, I'm, I'm not going to get overwhelmed in this. I'm just going to take it one piece at a time. But the world says you have to move fast and you have to do it now. Yeah. Yeah. Pressure. Yeah. Pressure, 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 pressure. Do, 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 go, 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 go. Yes. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, what about one thing at a time? Right. Do not despise small steps. No, no. What have you seen that? I think it's just a little image um, with the, it's like a black and white, it's like stick figurey. Um, there's a ladder with big steps and then there's a ladder with yes. small steps and it's like, yeah, don't despise small steps or whatever that little quote is on right. the side. Right. And the guy can climb up the ladder super fast because he's, uh, you know, on all the little steps and that right. guy, like, can't and it's not the these giant yeah. because it's such a big step. You never get there. Like exactly. Oh, Right. And I think that's I the that. piece that overwhelms us, you know, is we're, we're so busy looking around and left to right that we think every step has to be a big step and a big leap. It feels like it does. And I honestly, I feel like if you're the type of person that's struggling with that, like, I have to do this, this big thing, like whether it's, I need to write my book or I need to launch that podcast or coaching program, whatever it is. If you just look at, if you, if you take that big thing and break it down, and did do the small steps. You'll, you'll get there and you'll go, oh, you know, I think about um, where I was at two years ago from for podcasting purposes, not life purposes, but podcasting purposes to where I'm at now. And it's like, wow, what a journey. Like what the, you know, your confidence builds, your just your skill set, your your time management and just understanding how things work and just all those things, just they all because you've done them so much. It's like, Oh, this is no big deal. Oh, I, okay. Yeah. Here's my calendar. Here's my schedule. Right. Let's book this. Here we go. Here we go. All right. We got it. It's so different than when I was starting. I'm like, how do I book a guest? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I think there's just, if you, if you start and you start messy, we've said, I think I've said that a thousand times, so just start messy because you're never going to learn. You're never going to grow if you don't start. Right. And now you can look back planting the seed. Totally. And you can look back. Oh, that was me. You can look back on that now and go, wow, look how far I've come in two years. Like last fall, I was launching a live course based on my book and I was, I was frantic. Like I made myself frantic because I was like, I have to get this done and this done and this done. And it was the first time I was really like launching. I mean, other than my book and this year, when I was launching my challenge to lead into my membership, 
it was, I started so far in advance, weeks and weeks and weeks. And I just did a little bit and a little bit and a little bit so that when it came time to launch it, I was like, wow, this is so much smoother, right? Now, I still had the post-launch hangover. I don't know if anybody else has that, but it's like that. I just want to lay on the couch for about a week. Um, (laughs) But now I have all of those pieces and now I've done it. So now I'm like, oh, well, that foundation is in place. So now I know what to do next. Just like once you booked your first guest, then you're like, okay, now I know how to do that. So what could I do more or better or differently next time? And I think we want to jump our heads so quickly. So quickly. And we look around and we see how far people are and we're like, oh my gosh, they have this rock and seven figure business. And that, that like must've happened overnight. Of course it did not. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. I, I, um, for one, I want to puke at, at just the thought of how often I see six figure, seven figure, just since when. Since when did we start throwing our salaries around? And that, that's the form of um, validation. Absolutely. And that's the it, point. I, I hate it. I can't stand it. I, like, yes, obviously that means that you got paid to do what you're doing. That doesn't mean that you did it well. You, you made money, but right. are those return customers? Are those people that, you know, I don't know. Right. I, yeah. I'm yeah. going to make some people really mad. <laughs> no, trust me, because like forever, because I grew up in poverty, I desperately wanted money. Like, honestly, my yeah. first three goals in having a job was I wanted to have AC in the summer and heat in the winter and food in the fridge. Like, right. But then once I had that, I was like, oh, but I could do this now and I could do that. So, mm. I mean, I've had a six figure income and there is nothing wrong with that. And this no. is not going to make people happy either but I'm just going to say it. When, when did that, when did that become the pinnacle of measuring impact? Right. Like does I had way less impact and, and far more under fulfillment (laughs) when I was living that life. Right. And so again, nothing wrong with, with having that as long as that doesn't become the idol which right. that was my story. Right. It totally was my idol for sure. Um, but I, I feel like we miss out on the impact that's made because we're so, con- we're so focused on those dollar figures. And yes, of mm-hmm. course, impact can be made with dollars as well. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But a friend of mine said to me back way back before I started my business ever, it was like, I don't even know, 2007. Um, my friend, Michelle in California. And um, I was standing at her counter at her island in her kitchen. And I said, I just want to make, I just want to have a job and do work that's impactful. And she said, you know, she's a therapist. And she's like, you know, I had a client tell me once, like how much I had impacted her and changed her life. And I sort of brushed it off. And she said, no, like, Michelle, how many people do you need to impact? You impacted one. Like, be faithful in the small. Yes. Right? And I think we lose sight of that. Oh, it's so easy. It's so easy to lose sight of that. Yeah. Because like you said, everything is big, big, big. And, you know, look at me, I'm shiny over here. Look at me, I'm shiny over there. And and you want, I mean, I'll just speak for myself in this, but like, obviously I want to be impactful. Uh, Obviously my main priority is my marriage and my kids. Uh, but I do, I want to be impactful, but I also want to be successful, but I'm like, I don't know if six, seven figures is even a goal. You know, I, yeah, I, I guess it's not, if I don't even have it right. on there, but, right. but I, I would love that. I mean, that would be, that would be fantastic because I think of how much more impact I could have. Yeah. Uh, but to see that, I, I don't know when I was younger, um, when I was in cosmetology school and, and they were like, you know, there's three things you don't talk about and that's your faith. And that's politics mm-hmm. and that's salary. Right. Don't ask somebody how much money you make. It was just such a, a, those three things you don't talk about. But then when you talk about finances and you talk about, I still, I don't think that's anybody's business ever. Any day of the week. It is yeah. none of my business. How much money you make. Right. It's nobody's business. How much money I make. But it's yeah. like, 
become a norm to be like, Oh, I make this much from my coaching. And I made this much in my launch. Or if you go this way with your launch, then you could make this much or, you know, yeah. And then it's like all this mental, like mind gamey stuff. And I'm really like, I, I don't know. Lately, it's just not been sitting well with me. Maybe that's why I'm having a hard time selling anything. <laughs> so I'm like, I just, I just want to help people. And then they're like, oh, well, we should sell this for 27 or we should sell this for 97. I'm like, I just, I'm beginning to not even like those numbers because I see those numbers everywhere. And they're like, well, there's a rhyme and a reason. I'm like, well, yeah, but everybody's used to those numbers at this point. So right. Does that strategy still work? I don't know. I feel like we're like on a whole different squirrel here. <laughs> <laughs> I did that on a different episode too, where I was like, I am so overseeing the perfect IG grid. Mm. I don't. Now see, I do love my IG grid. It brings me great satisfaction because I'm a very like organized person. <laughs> and I am an organized person. But you don't in have an to have that. Way. Uh, I'm not completely organized in every area of my life, but I have, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, um, I'm not mad. Like if I look at your IG grid, I think it's great. I think it's very aesthetic. It's perfect. You have the green colors, right? Right. Yeah. The, yeah, the teal and like some te- purple. Yeah. And- yeah. 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 Um, I think it's very pretty. I think it looks nice. And then I go to my IG grid and it's kind of like, I mean, yeah, it's all kind of the same colors, but there's no, like, you know, all the quotes are on the left side and all the reels are in the middle and all the, you know, that's just not me. Right. (laughs) That's good. I'm not mad that like other people have it, but I think like to set that expectation. Yes. Yeah. That, uh, and maybe I didn't say it well enough in the last episode, so we'll just say it again, but to set that expectation that in order to be successful, yes, yes, in order to grow your Instagram, you have to have that. Right. And I don't think it's necessary. No, I don't. I don't. That's think how I feel about reels. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so here's the thing. Go for it. I am 53 years old. I maybe I have an outdated view of reels because the first reels were like. Right? Text, everybody pointing and stuff. Yeah. I just, I'm not into it. I am not into it. And I was, you know, I listened to a few people who were like, you need to do reels. And I'm like, no, not doing it. You don't so have I'm not to. doing it. And if that means people don't see my stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah no. So I hear you on that. I think there's ways around it. Just there probably like, are. You're probably like, yep, Amy, you could probably do a little bit better on your IG grid. <laughs> no, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> You're totally fine. Oh, that's so funny. I think that the thing is, I think we're both saying the same thing. It's like, that is not how you measure success. No. It's not by the IG feed, the number of followers, the amount of reels videos you do or don't do. It's, it's not measured that way. No. So let's talk about how, how are we measuring success? Yeah. So what I discovered through much Bible study uh, Dr. Charles Stanley is one of my very favorite Bible scholars. Um, the Velvet Hammer, after I accepted Christ, she gave me a Charles Stanley Bible. And what I loved about it is it just had all of this commentary. And then I could, you know, read some scripture and it would take me to other scripture and I'd be going down this rabbit hole. So, you know, success is talked about a lot in the Bible. It's taught many different definitions. But what's interesting about it is that everywhere that the Lord says, like, you will be prosperous or you will be successful, it has everything to do with studying and meditating on my word, being in my word, prayer, being with me, you know, in Joshua seven or Joshua one, you know, keep meditate on this word day and night and you will have success wherever you go. So success really from God's perspective is us walking out our obedience to grow into who he's made us to be. Our Mm -hmm. businesses are absolutely a kingdom vehicle. Absolutely. But if you think about the fact that our purpose is really two things as, as Christians, our purpose is to love people and to make disciples. 
period. Mm -hmm. Now our job, like we can't change people's hearts, right? That's up to the Holy Spirit. But our job really to do those two things is, is reflecting Christ's light. And it's reflecting him. It's being salt and light to the earth, to the world, through every facet of our lives, our, our families, our friendships, and our business. And so the Lord intends, he designed us to be successful, to live in relationship with him, to grow into who he's created us to be. That, right, that, I mean, that is success in God's eyes. And so pursuing success his way means, you know, yes, there's math, you know, yes, talk to so many people and have so many people say yes. The math, the math is there. That like that's true, right? But it's mm-hmm. looking beyond what we can see to what he can see. It's looking beyond and saying, Am I committed enough to do this business, this thing he's given me to do, whether or not it has XYZ results? Or am I committed enough to following him and being in his will that if he shifts me to a different business, which is what he did to me, that I'm willing to go. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that willingness and, and showing up is and leaving, you know, being in the word consistently or be, spending our time with him. He just wants to be in relationship with us. I mean, he longs to be in relationship with us. He gives us free will. So he's not going to force that on us. But that's the piece of success and building a business that if we can if we can truly allow him to drive right? We truly cannot just like I said this earlier, Jesus take the wheel, but like really truly let him take the wheel and not like try to wrangle it back. That is what pursuing success God's way is. And there is a peace and a calm and a joy and a fulfillment that happens in that, that no title, no income level, no amount of material, whatever is going to give us. It's just not. And the more we chase those things of the world, a world that's constantly changing, surprise, that's like shifting sands, that's temporal, we're always going to be striving for that next thing because we're, we're, we have an unquenchable thirst. And that thirst is meant to be filled by the Lord, mm. period. Mm. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let me drop my mic. <laughs> Job. <laughs> Oh, I absolutely, I could not, I'm just over here like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I could not agree more. I, I, it's a good thing that we're recording because it's just, it's such a good reminder, even for me, if nobody else listens, like, this is how we measure success. Like, I think there's so much pressure and like, I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do that. I'm supposed to be making money. I'm supposed to be making X, Y, Z amount of money. And all those things. And it's like, God, I, I know God called me to do this. Yeah. I know it, it, it's, a, it's such a weird story how it started and how, how we're, where we're at. Um, but I just, I know it. And so I'm like, okay, I don't know why. I don't know where this goes. Like I can vision some things, but it's very hard for me to even vision big picture where this goes and what it really looks like long-term. But I'm just here okay. Like you said, I'm just going to be obedient. I'm going to write the book. Like, okay, I'll do the podcast. And I've met like some of the coolest people. Right. And just, I don't know, just to think about that in itself is success. Even if nobody listens, the fact that you're obedient, the fact that you said, yes, God, I'll do this. Because um, even if that's all that it was supposed to be, was just you being obedient. Mm. Like maybe you're not supposed to have a podcast, but God needed you to start the podcast because he told you to. And now that, now that you did it, now he can tell you to do what he really wants you to do. Right. Because he knows that you're willing to be open to that. And I, mm-hmm. and I'll say this, like our job is to be obedient, not because of the blessing, but he blesses our obedience. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you have probably experienced times where you're like, okay, I'm going to be obedient here. And then something happens over here. And you're like, I didn't even touch that, but God flourished it. Mm-hmm. What the heck? Right. Mm-hmm. And I Absolutely. think that that's such a big piece of it is that in the end, it's his result. It's his outcome. We just have to be obedient. And if mm-hmm. we are obedient, he will bless that. How he chooses yeah. to bless it is up to him. 
right? Yeah. But he longs to bless that. He delights yeah. in blessing that. Mm. So if, if, you know, we can just remember that success is living in that obedience, like he, he's going to make incredible things happen. My, my mentor, the velvet hammer uh, was very, very successful in, in the network marketing business that we were in. And when people would ask her how she did it, she said, I was obedient. Like God opened doors and I walked through them. I don't have any special skill other than I have fervent faith. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I think that that's it. It's, it's, it's being obedient to that place and you're being obedient and doing what he's called you to do. And he will provide whatever he provides, but you know that he provides, right? Yeah. 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 Mm. I think for, for me, we've got to wrap it up at some point. Um, I think for me, one of the coolest ways, and it's probably like my love language is connection. It's time. It's, you know, that stuff. One of the coolest ways that God always shows up for me is with connection yeah. to other people. Like, yeah, I'm telling you, um, some of the people I've met, whether they were podcast guests or they're, you know, power partners or whoever that I know, I'm like, I would have never yes, ever been connected to some of the, the coolest people had I not done this. And I'm like, ah, this is just. Right. Like I, I can't, I can't even, I will get all sorts of choked up if I really get into like, just knowing like, wow, thank you, God. Because he knows that's my love language. He, he made me, yes. he knows I strive and I love good relationships and yeah. connection and, and to say, okay, you need this help in this area Hmm. I'm going to come bring Aaron. Here hmm. comes Aaron. Yes. And also it's like, Oh heck yeah, let's go. Let's record. And it's just like such a cool Aaron. Where do you live? I'm in DC outside of DC in Maryland. I w I've never been to Maryland. I would have never met you. Right. Like how would we have ever crossed? Right. I'm in Michigan where it just right. like when you think about that, you think about the conversation that we can have yes. talking about our faith, talking about God, we're going to put this, out into the world of audio, audio, not written word, <laughs> audio, <laughs> maybe some, right. But just to see that, like oh, that faithfulness and that, that blessing go through, you know, and I know that there's times where even for me, I'll obsess about the downloads. I'll obsess about, Oh, how many downloads did I get today? Or yeah. how many downloads did I get this week? Or where is it downloaded? Part of that is because I really want to see where God's putting it. Yeah. Um, the other part of me is like, is this worth it? Do I keep going? But I also have to know, like, it's not even about the numbers, right? It's not about the downloads. Yeah. It's about the obedience. And mm. oh, thank you for that reminder. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. So is there any, is there anything else you want to add? I feel like we talked about like a whole bunch of different stuff. We talked about um, all that. Oh, so good stuff. And I feel, I feel like we, we made some good points and we pissed some people off. <laughs> Might've lost some subscribers here. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know we gained some new ones. We gained That's right. Ones. I know That's we right. did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I just would say the last, the last piece is that that we aren't alone in this. I talked yeah. to so many yeah. women, probably hundreds of women in the time that, that God has put me on this journey and they feel alone because maybe they have a very strong faith community, but that community doesn't understand that what business looks like. And maybe they have a very yeah. strong business community, which is what I thought I had right in yeah. my, in my business, but they're not really understanding this whole, like, what do you mean you're doing God's way? Like when, when this person said to me, I just wish you'd stop quitting on yourself. I said, actually, I'm not quitting on myself. I'm banking on God. And she was like, whatever. But my point is you're not alone. Like you don't have to be as faith forward as I am in, in whatever content you share. Just know that there are people who are building their business with the Lord at the center and, yes. and, and that it is possible to build that bridge. And the stronger that bridge is, the, 
the easy, the, the simpler it is yes. to feel the peace and the joy that he has for you. But if you're spiraling in this overwhelm and constantly driving, striving, overachieving, and you're just sort of hitting this wall of like, well, I have success, but like, is this it? Is this mm -hmm. really all it's supposed to feel like? Mm -hmm. Just ask yourself if the hole that you're trying to fill is a God-shaped hole. And when was the last time that you spent time with him? Because you're not alone. And the Lord designed you to be successful. He just defines it in an eternal way, not a temporal mm -hmm. way. So if you need to find me, you know. Yes. You'll have it. I mean, I'm sure you'll have it in the show notes, but. I will. Go ahead. Where can we, um, let's start with your website. Sure. So AaronHarrigan.com. That was so difficult. All things, <laughs> all things pursuing success God's way. You can find me on Facebook as the Hustle with Heart Coach. And you can find me on Instagram as Aaron Harrigan Entrepreneur. And, um, you know, just shoot me a DM and tell me how I can pray for you. Because I feel like that's the biggest piece that we oh. need is, you know, yeah. people praying for us over things. And that's, Absolutely. that's what we're here to do. So awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And then where can we get your book? So you can get my book on Amazon oh, and okay. you can download chapter one free at my website, okay. which gives you the whole torrid backstory of my <laughs> life. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah. But you no just, name drops. So what's the fun? I know, know <laughs> I know. So you can find it on Amazon. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Right, we're going to be looking for that. I'm going to be getting that soon. And I really enjoyed this. I did not know it was going to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, so thanks for coming with me. That was, that's a God thing. That's supposed to be there. We're just going to say, okay. That's right. And uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I'm so honored to just be a guest on your show. Thank you so much for listening in to the Amy Williams show. For more about this episode or how you can start your own podcast, go check out theamywilliams.com. If you have a moment, would you please leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher? It's seriously one of the biggest compliments you could give. Also, come find me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok using the handle at the Amy Williams show. Can't wait to see you over there. And don't forget, you are not made for a small life. It's time for you to go after it and live out your purpose. See you next week. <laughs>